Good evening. Our top story tonight, the Atlanta Falcons are looking at a trade-up with Drake May as the reported apple of their eye. Now, they also reportedly have done some deep intel on Jaden Daniels, but the point being, the Falcons are desperately looking to trade up. And we've seen this reflected in so many mock drafts. Daniel Jeremiah has talked about this possibility. I think Lance Zerline also mentioned this in his mock draft, but there have been a lot of rumblings about the Falcons potentially moving up. And we hear it repeated today, so we've got that. We've got the salary cap moving up $30 million. The Taylor Swift effect having a benefit for NFL players across the league, and so much more on Player Profiler today. Now, just a reminder, if you're watching this on Twitter, if you're watching this on Facebook, you can only find Player Profiler today on YouTube at the Player Profiler News section. So make sure you subscribe to the Player Profiler News channel. You can see all of our breaking news on playerprofiler.com as well. So there's a lot of good stuff out there from Player Profiler reflecting all of the news across the league. So make sure you subscribe to Player Profiler News. Give this video a like, share it with a friend. It really helps us out. And don't you want to make me happy? And don't you want to be happy like Atlanta Falcons fans hearing that Drake may could be a future Falcon. The Falcons are reportedly looking into a trade-up. They have done their homework and things will really heat up Next week, because it's the NFL Combine, you get all 32 teams in town. You get all the general managers. I believe all 32 general managers attend the Combine. Not all 32 coaches, though. Sean McVay won't be at the Combine once again. He hasn't been since 2020. But, I mean, if you're Sean McVay, you it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. You know that Les Snead is just going to say F them picks and do what he wants to do, and get you quality players. So Sean McVay is like, why, why did I got to be here? It, it, it doesn't make a difference for me. I'm, I'm just going to slice and dice with my offense, and I'm just going to be given the players that I'm given. But there's going to be some moves next week. That's when the action is going to shake up. By the way, Justin Fields' trade could be done next week, but we'll get to that later. As for the Atlanta Falcons and Drake May, Drake May is reportedly the apple of their eye, as I mentioned in the intro. But Jaden Daniels has some deep intel with Terry Fontenot. So they're doing their homework on a trade up to land a quarterback. But it's going to be pricey. It's going to cost a lot of picks, maybe some players to move up to two, to move up to three. Whatever it is, it is going to cost the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the Falcons do have ammo to trade up. They have four picks in the top 100 this year. That is tied for third best in the NFL. The Cardinals sitting there with six picks in the top 100. The Packers sitting there with five. The Lions, the Giants, the Falcons, and the Commanders all tied with four picks in the top 100. So, the Falcons have the capital to make a move. They have apparently the willingness to make a move and by all accounts, Drake may is the guy that they love, but either way, Drake may Jaden Daniels doesn't matter because this is the kind of offense that is built to help a young quarterback or any quarterback really succeed. Desmond Ritter 
isn't a good quarterback. I'm sorry. I was hoping Desmond Ritter was going to be something. I was wrong. He just isn't an accurate enough thrower of the football to be a starting NFL quarterback, and his weapons suffered because of it. Now with Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke, he he also has some issues with accuracy, but he's willing to sling it at the very least. But he really didn't practice enough with the first team. He started, then he got hurt, then he got benched, then he came back to starting, then he got hurt again. So we just didn't really get to see Drake London and Kyle Pitts and B. John Robinson with a true quarterback, a bona fide stud at QB. Falcons could be looking to make that move, though they could also be unable to. So next week at the NFL Combine, we're going to start to see these trades materialize. We won't necessarily hear it. A lot of it will be behind the scenes, but things are going to start happening next week. And so if the Falcons next week start hearing from the Patriots and the Commanders, hey, F off. No, we're, we're not trading back. We're not giving you a quarterback. We're the Washington Commanders, and we're taking a QB here. We're the New England Patriots. We're taking a QB here. If that is the case, if that's the sense that the Atlanta Falcons are getting from the Patriots and the Commanders, then Russell Wilson appears to be the top option. They're reportedly out on Justin Fields. There isn't much interest in bringing Justin Fields into Atlanta, which breaks my heart. I really wanted to see Fields return to Hotlanta, but... I digress. Russell Wilson, who was with the Washington Commanders at the time, they were the slurs, but with the Washington Commanders, they drafted Kirk Cousins and the head coach was there. Raheem Morris was part of that Washington Commanders team. And so he's got familiarity with Kirk Cousins. Russell Wilson also more fits what they're looking to bring with the Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay offense. So that could work. Russell Wilson was in that offense for his final year with the Seattle Seahawks, had a great year under Sean Shane Waldron. But either way, the Falcons are making moves at quarterback. They're going to try and trade up for Drake May. They're going to try and trade up for Jaden Daniels. And if not, they're going to settle on Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins. So at the very least, we're going to see a positive spike for Drake London. We're going to see some spike weeks from Kyle Pitts. Hopefully they add another wide receiver as well. Mac Hollins, who I think was only on a one-year deal, probably a free agent anyways. Mac Hollins not going to get it done. As for Bijan Robinson, Bijan Robinson is aiming for 2,000 yards this season on the ground. We'll see if that happens with a high-flying potential offense with this new quarterback, but Bijan Robinson absolutely has the talent to do it. Or, he could go for a thousand rushing and a thousand receiving potentially as well. Either way, the Falcons, the arrow is pointing up. Looks like they are headed in the right direction, which makes me happy. But you know what else makes me happy? The Pod Father. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play, it's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load. The next incoming class of rookies, you can add super flex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from player profiler to their dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. 
And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set this is a win now team. This is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for super flex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. This episode is brought to you by Player Profiler, the Dynasty Deluxe Package. The rankings are the best in the industry. It includes strategy mode where you can say, hey, change the rankings to be win now. Oh, change the rankings to be productive struggle. There's also a draft planner to help strategize where you should take players because the draft planner also includes ADP. There's a trade finder where we look up on my fantasy league and we see trades that are done, including a particular player. Then there's a trade analyzer where you can plug in draft picks, players, and we assign a lifetime value to draft picks out five years. The best thing about our trade analyzer, it can't be gamed with volume. And there's mock draft data to see right now what's the market for player X versus player Y, including in the fall when very few mock drafts are happening. And our dynasty guide, the dynasty dominator would cost you 10 bucks on Amazon, but you get it for free with dynasty deluxe and you get our rookie guide for free, a $25 value. So you get all of that for 45 bucks. I mean, it's a great deal. We also have some breaking news, or at least breaking news as of the recording of this show. But Demarcus Robinson back with the Los Angeles Rams. He's going to sign for a one-year deal worth up to $5 million, worth $5 million, according to Ian Rappaport. So good for him. And that comes with a spike in the salary cap for 2024. It was expected that the NFL salary cap would be about $242 million, so about a $15, $20 million increase this season. Instead, we see a $30 million spike. $255 million is the salary cap for 2024, which is phenomenal. It benefits everyone. Everyone's going to get paid more. It helps the Broncos to maybe keep Russ on the roster or absorb a little bit more of that cap hit from moving on from Russell Wilson. It helps teams sign more players and it helps the players who are about to get paid because they know there's more money to go around. Now, part of this is during COVID, there was a little bit of, I don't even know what to call it. The NFL and the players made some moves. They agreed, okay, we're going to borrow from future years because otherwise the cap's going to go down this year because we didn't have any fans. So that's revenue. And instead of doing that, we're going to borrow from future years. So future years won't go up as much. So that was part of it. Part of it was an unexpected increase in revenue in ter terms of people watching, in terms of people spending money on the NFL. And I have to wonder, is part of that the eyes being drawn to the NFL from Taylor Swift? I'm, I, I'm just speculating. I'm just speculating. But here we are. There's more money to go around. We also got the franchise tag numbers for players this season at wide receiver. So this is T Higgins. This is Michael Pittman. Those are the two players at wide receiver that I expect to be franchise tag $21.8 million, though it's starting to sound like the Bengals and the Colts aren't hoping to use the franchise tag. They will in order to negotiate longer on a long-term extension, but Bengals and Colts both looking to do long-term deals with Michael Pittman and T Higgins. So will that work out? Will the Bengals be able to get a deal done with T Higgins knowing they also have to pay Jamar chase that one remains up in the air, but the Colts franchise tag Michael Pittman at worst at best. They sign him long-term 
Another interesting note with the franchise tag, Brian Burns and Josh Allen, congratulations to them. And the NFL is just so stupid. The fact that in 2024, Brian Burns and Josh Allen will get the linebacker franchise tag, not the defensive end franchise tag, the linebacker franchise tag, because they play in three, four defenses and they're outside linebackers. They get an almost $3 million boost in their salary if they are franchise tagged. The defensive end franchise tag number is $21.3 million. The linebacker, just generic linebacker, doesn't distinguish outside, inside, 4334, $24 million. So I don't get it. I don't understand how the NFL hasn't classified edge. They're all edges. It doesn't matter if you're TJ Watt in a 3-4, Miles Garrett in a 4-3. You play the same position functionally. Now, TJ Watt does drop into coverage more than Miles Garrett, which is another stupid thing that the Pittsburgh Steelers do. You should not be dropping your defensive ends into coverage as often as 3-4 teams do, but I digress. Still, just figure it out. This is one of the things that I hate the most about the NFL. There's not much, well, there's a lot that I dislike about the NFL. I truly hate the fact that we haven't distinguished edge versus defensive end linebacker. It it drives me absolutely nuts. But let's move on before I blow a gasket to free agency. Lots of moves coming ahead of free agency. Now, one move we do not expect to see is Devontae Adams to the New York Jets. The Raiders are asking for two first-round picks and potentially more to move on from Devontae Adams. This sounds like a non-starter. So the Jets looking to bring in Aaron Rodgers' best friend. This is one deal that doesn't look like it's going to get done. As for Josh Jacobs, though, reportedly have not had conversations with the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, Jacobs spent last year under the franchise tag, showed up late at the very end of training camp, and had an okay season, had a solid season, not as good as his 2023 season, or sorry, his 2022 season. And Zamir White kind of showed out at the end of the season. So is Josh Jacobs going to be moving on? The fact that the Raiders and Jacobs haven't even started talking yet, uh, tells me that we're going to have another running back moving on. And Jacobs was the one that seemed like he might stay. Saquon seems like he's gone. Tony Pollard's gone. Austin Eckler's gone. Derrick Henry's gone. But Josh Jacobs, we thought he might stay. As of now, doesn't look like that's going to happen. So let us know in the comments where you want to see Josh Jacobs play in 2024. Other free agency moves, players that have been signed before free agency hits. Albert Akui Boonham. Albert, oh, the breakout tight end that we had hoped for for so many years with the Denver Broncos. He is back with the Philadelphia Eagles on a one-year deal. It's over, more than likely, for Albert. Oh, but it's still nice to see him sticking around the NFL. He is a real NFL player even if he's never going to get the opportunity that we had hoped for at one point when he was drafted. We also have Michael Badgley returning to the Detroit Lions on a one-year deal. And the Chiefs signed safety Tyree Gillespie, former Raiders draft pick. And Matt Arazia, you may know him as the punt god. You may know him as the man who was under investigation and let go by the Buffalo Bills. He has signed a one-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. Not a fan of this move. And people will say, yeah, well, he was cleared. And I will say, yeah, read a little bit more into it. Just because he wasn't there doesn't mean he did. He acted perfect in the situation. So not a fan of this move, but it does look like the Kansas City Chiefs will be moving on from Tommy Townsend, their former all-pro punter. Really had a down year in 2023. He was one of, if not the best punters in the NFL 
in 2022. 2023, a down year for Tommy Townsend. The year before that, he was okay. So Tommy Townsend, basically an average punter with an elite year. Looks like the Kansas City Chiefs aren't going to be breaking the bank when they've got other moves that they need to make. Legereus Need and Chris Jones, namely... Other teams making moves ahead of free agency. The Seahawks restructure Geno Smith. So they bring Geno Smith back. They pick up his option, guarantee him about 12 plus million dollars to make sure he stays with the Seattle Seahawks no matter what. But they ask him to redo his deal. He frees up $4.8 million in cap space by converting $9.6 million to a signing bonus. Now, this is an important point to remember. Unless it's explicitly stated player X took a pay cut to stay, they did not take a pay cut. So people talk about Patrick Mahomes, how he wants to do the Tom Brady method. He's not going to take a pay cut. Tom Brady did get paid less than his contemporaries, but he made it back in other ways. But that's not even what Patrick Mahomes is talking about. Patrick Mahomes is saying, yeah, do whatever you want with my contract. Restructure it however and we'll make it happen. And Patrick Mahomes is probably going to get a new contract, probably going to become the highest paid quarterback in the NFL once again, because the NFLPA and the quarterback uh, agents are going to be pushing for that to him for him to reset the market. So he probably will, but he'll structure it in a way that helps the Kansas City Chiefs. That's what they're talking about with the Tom Brady method. That's what they're talking about with restructures. They Seahawks free up some space. Saints free up $23 million by restructuring Derek Carr. They free up $7.18 million by restructuring Eric McCoy. There are so many restructures to come for the New Orleans Saints. It is honestly ridiculous. It is absurd. It is obscene, the lack of money that New Orleans Saints have. They could cut every player that would save them money and they would still be under the, over the salary cap. They would still have no money. That's how down bad the New Orleans Saints are right now. So they're in for it. Come 2024, the Saints need to tear down, need to rebuild. And maybe 2025 and 2024, the years it finally happens. Other moves being made ahead of free agency. Dolphins. Say goodbye to Zaven Howard. They're all pro cornerback, four-time pro bowler, 29 interceptions with Miami Dolphins. He is going to be cut, but it's going to be a post-June 1st cut. So what does that mean? Does that mean that Zaven Howard isn't cut till June 1st? No, that used to be what it meant, where players would be informed, hey, you're getting cut, and we're going to cut you on June 1st or June 1st, 1st at 4.01 p.m. Because then it carries the salary cap, the penalty, the dead money to the next year. Now you can say, okay, this player is a post-June 1st cut. So the Miami Dolphins cut Zayvon Howard. They save $18 million in cap space, but they can't spend any of that until after June 1st. So it just, it helps the players. It gives them a head start on free agency. It doesn't, means they're not waiting to be cut, and then every team has already blown their wad in free agency. There's no money left for an all-pro like Zayvon Howard. Instead, the Dolphins just have to wait until June 1st to spend that money, but they're going to have $7.4 million in dead cap this year and $15.7 million in dead cap in 2025 for this release. But again, it does save $18 million this year. 
And Dolphins also cut Emmanuel Ogba, a move that will save almost $14 million. Two years into a four-year $65 million deal for Emmanuel Ogba, which is risky. They had to do it. The Dolphins are still over the salary cap, but Jalen Phillips coming off a torn Achilles. Bradley Chubb, their other starting defensive end, or I think the Dolphins are a 3-4, so outside linebacker. But anyways, their other starting pass rusher, Bradley Chubb, coming off a torn ACL. So the Dolphins' pass rush is going to be lacking early in the season. They just cut another one of their players. They're going to have some moves to make. Andrew Van Ginkle, their edge three, he's a free agent as well. So the Dolphins are going to be pretty down bad as well. 49ers cut Isaiah Oliver. They save about $2 million in cap space. So they're almost at $4 million in cap space. Woo, go 49ers. But this is a move they had to make. Isaiah Oliver played in all 17 games. His role really reduced down the stretch. And then he was a healthy scratch throughout the playoffs. So this was obviously coming. 49ers need to do more than just cut one player, though. It's going to take a lot for them to have any money to spend. The Steelers also moving on from starting center Mason Cole. 32 starts over the last two seasons. This will save them $5 million. And Mason Cole was an average to below average starting center anyway. So with the Steelers looking to upgrade the offense, looking to be more competitive, looking to protect whatever quarterback they have more and probably run the football more, knowing Arthur Smith and the Steelers, they need a new center. So they're moving on to potentially pick up a center that can run the Arthur Smith offense better, whatever that is. We will see. Speaking of the Steelers, we mentioned earlier that Justin Fields was likely going to be traded at the combine, or if not, we'd have an idea of what a trade looks like for Justin Fields at the combine because everyone's together. All 32 teams are there negotiating. So Justin Fields, whether it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, whether it's the Atlanta Falcons, whether it is the Raiders, and I still don't think it's going to be the Raiders, even though the Raiders have been linked to Justin Fields, even after they hired Luke Getze, because apparently Fields and Getze got along well. I, just, I don't see the Raiders saying, oh yeah, we don't think that it's uh, it's Luke Getze's fault that the, the Bears offense didn't work. And then bringing in the quarterback as well. I, I, I just don't see it. I think it's down to the Steelers and Falcons for Justin Fields, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Vikings are a dark horse. Maybe there's another team that surprises us. Maybe Baker Mayfield walks from the Buccaneers and Justin Fields ends up there. Either way, we will know more next week with the NFL combine coming to us. Speaking of the Chicago bears, Matt Eberflus going to continue calling the defense. He's going to be calling plays for the bears. Hired a new defensive coordinator, Eric Washington. The new Bills, or the former Bills defensive line coach, he's a new DC, but he will not be calling plays, which was the same way before. I forget the former defensive coordinator's name at this point. It's defensive coordinator names. Was it Alan Williams? Either way, Bears moved on from him last year. There's a whole big scandal. We never found out what actually happened. Hal Tall was allegedly raided, and then it wasn't raided. Then his home was raided, and then it wasn't raided. Who knows what happened with the Chicago Bears, but either way, Matt Eberflus is going to continue to call the plays on defense. And the Bears also hire former quarterback Ryan Griffin. You may remember him. He was a backup across the league. No, he played with the Saints for a hot minute, but going to be working on the coaching staff of the Chicago Bears now moving forward. Other news and notes around the NFL, EA Sports College 25, not really an NFL news, but I'm excited anyways 
The broadcasters are absolutely loaded. We've got Kirk Herbstreet, Reese Davies, Chris Fowler, Jesse Palmer, David Polak, and Kevin Connors are the six confirmed broadcasters for EA Sports College 25. Where's Pat McAfee, though, is my only question. Or is he asking too much to be featured in the game? Wouldn't surprise me. Pat making some savvy business moves now that he's back with WWE. Maybe his WWE contract prevents him from being in the game, too. I would doubt that. But who knows? Either way, EA Sports College 25, we are hopeful. We are optimistic. We hope this game works out. We deserve it as football fans, as gamers. Just we all deserve this. We also apparently deserve a Chad Powers TV show. Remember Chad Powers, right? The Ole Miss quarterback. It was Eli Manning just dressed up in a wig. And I think he had prosthetic nose. And they, 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 anyways, go watch it if you haven't. Apparently, we're getting a TV show of that starring Glenn Powell. So are, are we out of ideas for TV shows or... Am I wrong? Is this actually going to be a stunning success? I don't know. What do you think? Let me know in the comments. And finally, let me know in the comments what you think about Justin Herbert and Greg Roman and Jim Harbaugh. This seemed like a great hire at the start. Jim Harbaugh, culture builder, had success in the NFL, had a winning record in the NFL, had a winning record, his final seasons in college, dominant coach at times made it to the NFC championship three out of four years, I believe three straight times, potentially either way seemed like a great hire at the time, but now Greg Roman in his introductory press conference, this is the biggest takeaway. Can you imagine Justin Herbert with a great running game? We don't know, but I can imagine what it might look like. So that's the vision that is coming directly from the guy that's going to be calling plays for Justin Herbert. Hey, you know how good Justin Herbert is? Well, imagine if he didn't have to throw the football and we ran it 35 times a game. Imagine that. Don't you like that? No. No, we do not like that at all. But that looks like the future we're headed for. From the pod father to you, I deeply appreciate you tuning in. And many ask, what can I do? What can I do to help support the host, the research they do, the production costs? Go to playerprofile.com, Dynasty Deluxe, World Famous Draft Kit, Rankings, DFS Dominator, and of course, Data Analysis. Subscribe to any one of those and you support all of us and take Player Profiler to the moon.